You're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. A positive two-way relationship between the patient and the healthcare professional is critical to providing quality care and securing positive outcomes. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Taylor Grant, a recipient of the Gold Award for Health Promotion by the National Health Information Center. She has over 15 years of professional experience developing safety and wellness programs for governmental agencies, international corporations, national retailers, and major healthcare organizations. Her latest book, Health Matters, Eight Steps That Can Save Your Life and Your Family's Health, will be published in September 2007. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Lunt. Patients sometimes fear talking to us, and I wonder what are some of the important things that patients often avoid telling their doctors? We patients are a crafty bunch, and we have a lot of ways to get in and out of the doctor's office without giving you good information. And I sometimes laugh. I use the word sabotage all the time because really you look at some of our behaviors and how we act when we go to the doctor and you think, you know, are you really trying to get well here or what's your main purpose? But some of the things we do, we don't tell all our symptoms. We are maybe embarrassed. We think, well, the doctor doesn't want to hear that. So we hold a lot of things back and we sort of filter out. Instead of saying, let's let the doctor decide, we say, we're going to decide what's what's important for them to hear. We often don't tell our medications, and a lot of this is patients don't realize how important it is to list not only prescription medications, but over-the-counter, vitamins, herbs, anything like that. So we hold some of that back. A big one is alternative treatments. And I'm not telling physicians anything they don't know, but hey, I went for acupuncture, I do chiropractor, I take these herbal supplements. We think we're going to get some resistance or the doctor's going to get mad. And so we hold back a lot of those things. And oftentimes we aren't honest about our lifestyle choices, just what we're doing, you know, how many glasses of wine do you have in a week? Oh, I don't drink wine. Just some of those kinds of things that we tend to hold back. So why is that? Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons. Embarrassment is a big one. One that gives you some cause for concern is distrust. Some patients don't trust their doctor, and so they don't want to be honest with them. Another big one is not wanting to be chastised. A lot of patients say, I know my doctor's just going to get angry with me. Again, this is how our health system has developed, is very patriarchal, sort of the doctor seen as a father figure, you know, with their patients. And so a lot of patients feel still like, I don't want to tell my doctor I cheated on my diet or that I didn't exercise or I did this because they're going to get mad at me. And also, a big one is they don't know it's important. They don't know it matters. I mean, remember that doctors have all this education and all this knowledge of all the things that contribute to an illness, a condition. And as patients, we don't necessarily know. We don't know that maybe something we're eating is contributing to something. So it's just really an information gap a lot of times. I'm a psychiatrist, and many of my patients also see therapists and counselors and things. And not unusual at all for one of the counselors, of course, with the patient's consent to call me and say, gosh, did you know that so-and-so is not only getting a divorce, but their kid's failing school, and their mother's dying, and their sister's... All of these horrendous stresses. The patient comes in that afternoon to see me, and I say, so, hi, you know, hi, what's new? Nothing. You bring up a great point. Even for physical conditions, if doctors ask, do you have any stress? Do you have any other things that are affecting your life that may be, as you know, contributing to physical conditions? Patients will often say, no, everything's fine, especially men. Men tend to be very hesitant 
to say, I'm stressed out at work, or, you know, I'm having troubles at home, or, my, you know, my kid is in some trouble. I mean, number one, they don't think it, it has a link to it, and number two, they, they don't want to get into that. They say, you know, here's my leg hurts, fix my leg, that's it. Of course, one of the risks, I think, that we fear as physicians is that if we open up this Pandora's box, that our schedule is going to become a disaster, and office visits are going to increase in terms of the time, and it's a double-edged sword for us as providers, but clearly we need to do a better job of drawing this information out of patients. What do you suggest for us? When I talk to patients, I tell them all the time, doctors do have requirements. I know sometimes we feel rushed or that they're trying to get to the next patient, but understand there is another patient sitting in that room and the doctor feels the pressure. A little piece of advice I give to physicians is have a form if you can, if it's a regular patient, that patients get before their visit. And I did want to give you my website, tailoryourhealth.com, T-A-Y-L-O-R, yourhealth.com. I've got tons of free resources on there that typically I, you know, encourage patients to go and download. I've got, for example, a doctor's office checklist. But I want to encourage your listeners, anything that you go on there and you find, feel free to download it and use it in your practice as you see fit. There's a button that says free forms and tools. But there's things like a health history form, an immunization card, anything that you can give your patients so they get a little more organized before they come in. You'll find that it really will give them some help and help you move things a little quicker. Also, you want to make sure you ask open-ended but specific questions. For example, tell me about your symptoms after you slipped on the ice. Try to get at really the source of what you're asking because often, as you're saying, those very, very open-ended questions might land you in that room for about a half an hour as you listen. Once you've drawn them out and you've succeeded, then you might say, okay, how do I stop this? Also, you want to make sure you don't judge or chastise. It's sometimes hard when someone's sitting there telling you they're struggling with a weight problem and you ask them, tell me what you eat and they tell you, and it consists of Hershey bars and pizza and and a bad diet, it's hard sometimes not to judge them. But remember, that will make them clam up. So you have to look for some ways that you can really draw them into being a partner in figuring out what's wrong. If we want to get your weight under control, you know, we're going to have to decrease the calories. Let's figure out how we can do that together. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is healthcare advocacy expert Taylor Grant. We're talking about what patients do to sabotage their care and their health. Now, Taylor, one of the things that we find in our practice that's very helpful in terms of patients reporting their accurate medicine list, vitamins, herbs, that sort of thing is, again, those that are computer literate, which clearly aren't everybody, is I have them make address labels of all of their medicines and their over-the-counter drugs and everything when they're home and print them on the address label form so that then they can bring them, especially people, you know, of course, that have complicated health care problems, lots of meds, lots of different physicians, then bring that sticky to the doctor's office. We can just peel it off and put it on our chart. It saves so much time, and it's so much more accurate than them trying to remember in the heat of the moment what they actually do take. Oh, what a great idea. And, and the key to what you're saying, too, is getting them to think about it beforehand because, So many people, and this is one of the things that I really harp on when I do health seminars for people, is to know your health information, to be prepared and to have it. And I get a lot of resistance from people saying, well, I don't need to know that. Why do I have to bother with that? If there's an emergency, I'll I'll remember it. And you really start to hear stories of people who are in car accidents or even going to the doctor's office and 
Only 15% of them know all of their medications. It's, that, that's a great tip and is so critical to prepare beforehand. I hope that it creates an environment where this sort of information is prized and that we can give patients a big pat on the back when they are able to remember to bring them in. Any other tips on what we can do as physicians to create environments that encourage open communication between our patients and ourselves? Well, first, make sure, too, every staff person treats patients with respect. You know, many patients' trust is lost or gained at the front office. So you want to make sure you just have an environment of very openness, being able to ask questions and get treated kindly and with respect. And another one is sometimes it's tough, but come down off of that pedestal. I had a patient who told me a really interesting story, very unsolicited, that he was in with his doctor and they were talking about, he wasn't an alcoholic, but he was drinking more than he really wanted and more than the doctor liked. It was affecting his blood pressure. And the doctor in talking to him said that he loved to have a couple of glasses of red wine in the evening, but he was always really struggling to cut back on that. And this guy said, at that moment, he said, I really related to him, and really, I valued what he said to me about 100 times more because he brought it down to my level, and I knew that he was understanding what I was dealing with. And I think sometimes physicians are very uncomfortable with being seen as humans and fallible and all of those things, but you have to use your judgment and do what you're comfortable with. But again, oftentimes, that can really create a connection between you and the patient when you say, I understand. I struggle with what to eat, too. Or I have kids, and I know how hard it is to make sure they have all their immunizations or make sure they're eating right. And it really can help just forge a bond between you and your patient. Yeah, I agree. Although, certainly, self-disclosure has a negative side as well. So don't want to tell them too much. Absolutely. And as I said, what you're comfortable with it's going to change for each patient mm-hmm. how well you know them, so absolutely. But just see that you know, even if it's small stories about yourself, an injury you had as a child that you worked your way through, anything that you can relate to them on a human level. Now, it's estimated that 60% of patients don't follow our instructions. Is there anything we can do to help increase compliance? Here comes that sabotage again, because I know physicians, and I've talked to them, say, I gave the patient a treatment plan. And then they never did it. And I actually had one patient was very funny, said, my doctor gave me some medication and I flushed it down the toilet. And I said, why did you do that? And she said, well, I was afraid to tell them that I didn't like the side effects. I didn't want to take it. And I said, what a drastic measure. And I actually accompanied her. We went back to her doctor and we told the doctor, you know, I don't like the side effects. And he said, why didn't you just tell me? I'll give you something else. So first of all, make sure they agree to the treatment plan and they understand what to expect from it, both good and bad. And sometimes it's tough to do. Sometimes it's tough to say, you're going to have to go through some rough patches, and then this will take effect. And patients often don't understand that when they initially start maybe even a medication, that they might have some side effects that will ease back if they stick with it. So be very honest with them and tell them what to expect. Secondly, as you said with the address labels, make sure they write something down And also, along with some goals and time frames, because patients get very frustrated if they're doing a treatment plan and it doesn't seem to be working, but there's no evaluation appointment, there's no time frame for when are we going to talk about what else I can do or something else I should be doing. So it's really great if they know we're going to reevaluate you in two months 
And if this isn't working for you, then we'll look at some alternative treatments. It's interesting you mentioned about the side effect kind of warnings that you give to patients as you're prescribing medicine. And that's something I always struggle with, that clearly we need to educate them and give a risk-benefit sort of analysis of any new medicines. But I think so many of us fear that if we do tell them every single side effect that, you know, no one would take anything. <laughs> so, so how do you balance between disclosure and scaring people? Well, absolutely. And if, I find if you give them the side effects and then tell them what they should do and also give them some real information, use words like rare, one in a thousand patients, if you have that information, will experience this, and then tell them what they should do if they do experience it. Because in this country, there's a lot of adverse reactions to medications, and patients don't often know that they should go get treatment for those. So it puts their life in risk. So again, you just want to use kind of friendly terms and be honest with them about what every medication is going to do for them and what the risks are. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Taylor. appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. Anytime. It's a great show. We've been discussing what patients do to sabotage their care and what we can do to fight this. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.